0: All right, everybody, welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dakota Esri. If this is your first time, welcome to listen to the show. Welcome to the show. We are free and available on all platforms Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Index, as well as many others. If you enjoy the content and the subjects I cover on a every other day basis, please subscribe and give a rating. All that's much, much appreciated. We have an order to this podcast. We always start with Around the World section and we cover the biggest topics from other sports around the overall country of our USA. And then we have a, bit, a basically a Mariner section and I got a couple of things for Seahawks today, more than I did last podcast. And with that being said, let's hop right into it. Breaking news dropped about an hour ago. Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional 2024 fifth-round draft pick. The teams have agreed that they will essentially split the money due to Baker Mayfield this year. It's been reported that $10.1 million will be sent from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers for his contract. So uh, I guess that kind of ends the whole Baker Mayfield conversation for the Seattle Seahawks. That's fine by me. I never really was a huge fan of Baker Mayfield coming to Seattle. Yes, he's got talent. I mean, the upside's there. Don't get me wrong. But overall, the locker room presence, uh, how he commands the team, the dude's tough as nails. I will never take away his toughness. But overall, I never really thought the fit was perfect here in Seattle. So it does look like the days of Geno Smith and Drew Locke are still on board for the Seattle Seahawks. The Pac-12 and ACC have talked a, a loose quote partnership discussing a possible championship game between the two conferences at the end of the season. Unfortunately, I don't have much more on this topic. This is just something that got brought up via Bleacher Report early this morning. So I wanted to bring that up to you guys. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, a first-round draft pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder, set a summer league ro- rookie record for 23 points, 7 of 9 shooting, 7 rebounds. The, the, the record for the, the game was 6 blocks, 4 assists, in 24 minutes of play. Very effective shooting and outing from Chet Holmgren. Devin Booker, guard for the Phoenix Suns, intends to sign a four-year, $224 million Supermax contract. He does have two years left on his contract, so essentially it would leave him or put him in Phoenix for six years at $296 total million. Ja Morant, there's a nice video going around of him giving a waitress at a local diner a $500 tip. Very, very nice gesture and even a better video to watch for those who haven't watched it. I would highly recommend it. He, has a, he is intending to sign also a five-year Rookie Max extension, which is kind of a new thing. We saw this with Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers. His five-year Rookie Max extension could be worth up to $213 million pending what kind of awards and nominations he receives and playoff wins such as that. So that's pretty much what I have for around the world for this for this current podcast. Some are longer, some are shorter. The previous one was just covering Kevin Durant, but this week I had a couple more. Uh, I had some requests from people asking about contract extensions for NBA players, some Pac-12 news, all that good jazz. So when I have more information on that comes about, I will bring it to you guys like I always do. And I got some game breakdowns from the incredible sweep that happened in San Diego for the last two game series. So game one, will start out. Chris Flexen threw six and two-thirds innings, four hits, eight strikeouts, which tying his career high. Flexen was absolutely dominant. He was able to pitch and paint corners with all quadrants with both his fastball cutters, slider change-up mix. The four-pitch mix-up has really changed life for, for Chris Flexen. And listening to Pete Woodworth, our pitching coach for the Seattle Mariners yesterday on the Mike Salk show via 710 Seattle Sports Station, they talked about That the pitchers as a collective unit are very much open to the idea of tinkering and trying new pitches in the course of a season. Because what they're realizing, and pitchers are realizing uh, across the entire league right now, is that the more and more the hitters see you, the more and more they're going to get more comfortable with what you're throwing, your tendencies, uh, strike counts, all that kind of jazz, quadrant placement, all, all that good stuff, right? So Chris Flexen outstanding performance your interview yesterday on the the Mike Salk show was hilarious he's just very guarded very I want to say uptight but he doesn't really give out a whole lot he just kind of likes to keep to his own business and I respect that because now these days you know athletes not so much in baseball but a lot of athletes like to flaunt and you know, give media reporters a bad time or not give a quality interview when everybody's got a job to do. So thanks to Chris Flexer for a good interview yesterday. Home run by Julio Rodriguez. And uh, for all those who hadn't seen it, I posted up on on my Facebook sports group, Sports in the Northwest. That was an absolute missile. I have never in my life seen a home run by a Mariners player hit to that specific part of the ballpark at Petco Park, which by the way. Is a absolutely beautiful ballpark. I would love to go to San Diego. I've never been. Everybody tells me it's 70 plus degrees all year round. Must be nice. We're having a wet summer here in Washington, obviously, for those who are inside Washington State. Just kind of jealous of the, of, of, of the sunshine. Overall, though, man, Julio Rodriguez, kids special. I got some more stats on him coming up. There was a talk or a conversation between Ryan Roland Smith, aka the hyphen. Uh, Mike Lefko, who is a producer for Wyman and Bob, who talked to Jason Stark. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to end off game one with J.P. Crawford. Three hits in his first game back from suspension. He looked fresh. He looked dialed in. We'll cover him also in game two because he had a very, very good series in San Diego. Lots of guys did. But like I just talked about, the whole Jason Stark uh, conversation, he made a... A comment you made. Yeah, he brought up a stat that just reiterates the greatness of Julio Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen. This this is the exact quote: Julio Rodriguez is on pace for a 30 home run, 40 stolen base season. Only player in the last 10 years to accomplish that was Mike Trout when he won MVP. Yeah, MVP. No. At first, when we saw Julio in spring training, we saw the J. Rod video from Scott's office. All you know, his 117 mile an hour home run in spring training, his inside the park home run. Now we're seeing this really come to fruition inside the big leagues. I can't say it enough. I just got a Julio Rodriguez jersey, Sunday Cream. You know, and I got to give a huge shout out to to, 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 my, to my to my boy Trav. Love you, buddy. Thank you for, 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 for the jersey. Um, I'm very, very blessed to have great friends that hook me up with stuff like that. People enjoy the podcast. They like to throw something back at me for all the work that I do for you guys' uh, enjoyment and pleasure for listening to the podcast. So thank you to him for that. Very kind gesture. But, you know, I, I've been talking about Julio, it seems like, every podcast. Because you can't not talk about Julio Rodriguez when we're talking about Mariners baseball Mark DeRozan of MLB Network talked about him today, and they, and they compared the stats between him and Ken Griffey Jr., right? Nine more stolen bases than the junior. Slugging 70 points higher. It's the kid doing everything physically possible to not just be in the all-star conversation. We're talking MVP now. There are four other outfielders, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, because he is considered an outfielder, for some way, because I think he plays more DH and pitcher obviously than he does outfielder, but it's very interesting that that's the, that's the occurrence. And that might also be the case for Jordan Alvarez. Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, has the fourth highest wins above re replacement for any outfielder in the American League. So he has to be in the conversation, because currently outfielders get it done. Besides for Rafael Devers, and Rafael Devers, his name kind of went silent recently. But, you know, Rafi Devers is a the babyface assassin, unbelievable talent. And uh, I guess you know I hate to say it because I'm not a Boston Boston Red Sox fan, but I mean, good for Boston to have somebody like him because they haven't a good third baseman since Kevin Youkilis. Game two, Logan Gilbert wasn't his best version of himself in that game, to say the least. Five innings pitched, one earned run, only one strikeout, couple of walks. Just kind of uh, just did Logan things, you know. He wasn't on top of his game, obviously. Didn't have five, six, seven strikeouts, but Logan's got to figure out to use his secondary pitches a little bit more effectively because the fastball is still being leaned upon way too much. It's becoming counts become are becoming predictable, I should say. And uh, previous podcast, I talked about Andres Munoz and his development and rise through 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 the bullpen. His ability to miss bats. Another outing from Andres Munoz last night went like this. One and two thirds innings pitched. Zero hits. Three strikeouts. One walk. First walk, he's allowed in eight or excuse me, nine appearances. So, he's really getting it done. He's really impressive. He struck out Manny Machado on a 102.5 mile an hour fastball. So, goodness gracious, this kid's really... He is... He reminds me of Edwin Diaz almost because of just the pure filth that comes off of his arm. And, I mean, I'm still wondering if we're going to see Matt Brash here soon. I haven't seen a whole lot from Lookout Landing or Soto Mojo on how he's doing in AAA. I will be having another State of the Farm because a lot of you guys really enjoy hearing about the prospects. Jared Jared Kalanick, Matt Brash, Levi Stout, Emerson Hancock, uh, Taylor Dollard, all, all those guys. Sam, uh, going back towards game two, not to hop back and forth, but people were asking about state of the farm, so I want to give you an update on that. Sam Haggerty, three for four, two RBIs, nine hole. Dylan Moore, two for three, two RBIs, eight hole. J.P. Crawford, two RBIs, clutch base hit, really just ended the game. You know, scoring four runs, a lot harder to do, obviously, than scoring two runs. Julio Rodriguez again, his name shows up, two hits. Seven of the nine batters in yesterday's lineup had a hit in that game. That's what we need. Only two guys that didn't get a hit were Abraham Toro and Eugenio Suarez. Suarez still has, hit, has a 126 WRC+. Toro's batting average is up 14 points the last week and a half. He's hitting well. They have a day off today. Great to see the sweep in San Diego. I, I can't say it again. I have been so pleasantly shocked. Not even surprised, just shocked, with how this team has rebounded. Since the brawl Sunday, or a few Sundays ago, obviously, in, in Anaheim, the Mariners are 7-2. and two. The Angels are 2-7. and seven. That's amazing. That is unbelievable. To see what happens when a team, as a collective unit, binds as one and says, We are one group. We are the franchise. We are the Seattle Mariners. You will not walk over us anymore. And we get national recognition now. Robbie Ray's pitching like an ace. Julio Rodriguez is an MVP conversation. Ty France is supposed to return this weekend for the Toronto Blue Jays series. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, get to the ballpark if you can. I don't want to see 40% Toronto Blue Jays jerseys. No, this is our house. Our house. Our time. Our city. Our team. Our building. I'm so sick and tired, and this is no due disrespect to Toronto fans, because I got you know y'all got a good team, I respect it. This is our city, our team. You guys flood down here every year and just pack the house. Well, you know what? You know what's gonna block that from happening? See all Mariners fans, get your bus to the ballpark. I'll be there Sunday. I'll be rooting my tail off in the inside the the, the J Rod Squad section. I mean, I I think this is this is the moment. The pinnacle of the halfway mark is this series versus the Toronto Blue Jays, who are reeling right now. They've lost five straight ball games. Nothing seems seems to go right. It's Marco Gonzalez versus Kevin Gossman tomorrow. Last time we face Kevin Gossman. We hit him up. We lit him up like a firecracker. Pardon the pardon the joke. It was just 4th, 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 4th of July. I couldn't help myself. But this is a big series. And for all those people, and I was one of them at the beginning of the season that says, why should I watch this team? You sure as hell got a reason now. Tune in. Root Sports 710 ESPN Seattle. Let's go. Pack the seats. Root like heck. Turn the turn the noise meter up. Let's deafen those Toronto Blue Jays fans and show them the Seattle Mariners are back and we're not going away anywhere. We're not backing down. We're not taking second tier, second chair, second place. No. We're coming for the wild card. We're coming for, for the playoff. And we're going to get it done. It's simple. Very simple. I'm fired up. I love getting fired up. People like my passion. This is what I do. This is a great time to be a Mariners fan right now. We're hitting the baseball. Sam Haggerty's slapping balls all over the field. Julio's crushing dingers. Robbie Ray's dealing. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's ride. Like all, all my buddies say, every every time we watch the ball game, first pitch, we always got to sing, let's ride. This has been one heck of a roller coaster. And I can't wait for the finish. The Hawks, not a whole lot going on. Still no DK information whatsoever. It has been dry as the Mojave Desert, which is... Not overly shocking because the Mariners are very, or excuse me, the Seahawks are very tight lipped about all contract extension things. You know, Russell's, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, all that jazz. So when I have more information on that, I will bring it to you guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast today, today's is a little bit shorter. We're in a day off mode right now. So I'm going to be compiling some information on the state of the farm, see how our prospects are doing. If you guys enjoyed the show, the content, please subscribe, leave a rating. I am free and available on all platforms. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Index, all that good jazz, Amazon Music even. So thank you all for listening so much. I can't wait for this series against the, against the Toronto Blue Jays. and As I every single time bounce out with saying, see us rise.